What's going on, everyone? Thanks for checking out another episode of Fan World. I'm your host, Lucid Dreams, and today, today we celebrate because with the 11th overall pick, the London Royals selected defensive end from Boise State, yours truly, Lucid Dreams. Okay guys, I apologize. I may have gone a little too far, but I'm excited for the season. Today, I'll be bringing you a conversation I had with the CC. But first, we have some league news. This past Wednesday night, we had the Season 28 DSFL Draft. In the first round of the first overall pick, the Norfolk Seawolves selected running back JQ Jr. With the second overall pick, the Bondi Beach Buccaneers selected linebacker Tremendous Johnson. With the third overall pick, the London Royals selected linebacker Sam Squanch. With the fourth overall pick, the Minnesota Grey Ducks selected quarterback Connor Craig Jr. With the fifth overall pick, the Tijuana Luchadors selected tight end Gronku Muerto. With the sixth overall pick, the Portland Pythons selected cornerback Suggs Upshar. With the seventh overall pick, the Kansas City Coyotes selected running back Rejoinez Lord Sombre. And wrapping up the first round with the eighth overall pick, the Dallas Bird Dogs selected tight end Joey Marston. Joining the show next, we have former Minnesota Grey Ducks and current Chicago Butchers general manager, the CC. Hope you enjoy the conversation. I'm joined here by the CC. Hey, how's it going, man? I'm pretty good. How about you? Not too bad. Enjoying this uh, awesome Sunday, getting ready for the first week of the season here. Mm-hmm. So to start off, I wanted to ask, how did you discover simulation leagues? Uh, I was part of the famous or infamous S22 class, the COVID class. Uh, they did a r slash NFL recruiting, and it was right at the beginning of the pandemic. So everything was locked down, and we had far and away the biggest class of all time in the league. Uh, there were 271 people drafted in the DSFL draft that season i think obviously not everyone stayed active but uh yeah they they got me on r slash nfl i believe or possibly a smaller sub like kansas city chiefs or something where uh where i hang out at gotcha seems like a lot of people i've been talking to actually were part of some sort of a reddit class right that's definitely where the bulk of our members come from we hit that every three seasons i think it's every about every six months in real lifetime gotcha yeah that's seems like everybody that like i said everybody i've talked to came from a reddit class of one kind or another so 22 25 28 i guess yeah i believe so so was the isfl your first uh simulation league yep i had no idea that this concept even existed until i found the isfl uh since then i've joined shl it's pretty cool they're all the ones that they have affiliates with at least PBE, SHL, are pretty similar to ISFL. So they're kind of 
all grouped into the same family, I think. So you mentioned you were part of the COVID class. So was that just the beginning of the pandemic last year, basically? Yeah, I think that I made my account in March. Uh, so like right at the beginning, right right when everything had been shut down, like everyone kind of had already known about the pandemic for a little while, but it had just gotten real serious. Wow. So, so everyone was bored looking for something to do on Reddit more than usual. <laughs> and uh, I guess they just hauled in a huge class. Makes sense. So you uh, you went from joining with a Reddit class to becoming GM of the Gray Ducks. Mm-hmm. Um, what made you uh, decide to become the GM of the Gray Ducks or apply for the job, I should say? Uh, whenever I joined the league, I had kind of already had a feeling that being a GM would be really cool. It's, I don't know. It's kind of like, I don't know if you're into this, but I like getting on Madden or NBA 2K and creating a franchise and just not even playing the games, just like building a team and simming it and trying to make a good team. And this is kind of like that, but with real people. Um, so I that seemed interesting to me, like from the start, as soon as I joined. But I kind of felt like I would never get to that point because it's, I don't know, kind of an exclusive role in the league. There's only so many spots open and there's hundreds of members. So I, I kind of didn't think that I really had a, good shot at it at least not for a long time especially with how my career started in the isfl i was ia for a while um and i made friends with several people in the league uh, d walt 27 being one of them and he was the gm of the gray ducks whenever i was drafted and <clears throat> i think we were playing games one day and he was like so when are you going to start getting into the gm and war room side of things and i was like oh i don't know it sounds cool but i feel like it's kind of hard to get there and he's like oh it's really not and we kind of talked about it and after that i was like all right maybe i'll give it a shot and i uh got into the minnesota war room and uh they made me the head scout immediately like a week after joining the war room <laughs> and that was for the s25 draft which was a reddit class uh i don't know why they chose me it was uh the voiceless creator tvc was the one that uh did it he just decided i was the head scout that season and I was worried I was going to ruin everything, but I actually ended up doing pretty good. We had a real solid class. Uh, the current, one of the current GMs of the Great Ducks, Crody, uh, he was one of our picks there. Thunder Titan was a pick. Uh, nope, actually, never mind. He wasn't a pick in that class. He was a waiver from that class. We got him right after the draft. But uh, yeah, so after Head Scout, I was like, all right, I've kind of shown shown that I have the skill to do this. So whenever Voiceless left the Ducks to move on up to the Colorado Yeti GM spot, uh, Jamar was looking for a, Jamar Laxon was looking for a new GM. And I was like, all right, I think I have a shot at this. So I applied and uh, he chose me. And that's how it went. <laughs> so did you start your career being drafted by the Grey Ducks? <clears throat> yeah. Like I said, there were 271 picks in that draft. And I was pick 162, so kind of near the middle. But I feel like in a class, I can't even imagine being a DSFL GM in a class that big. The S25 class was hard, and that was like, I don't know, 100 and probably something like 150. Um, I can't imagine trying to scout all those people. You had, uh, while you were there, you had a pretty strong push for GM of the year. Oh, yeah. What was it like to have players pushing hard for you to become GM of the year? Uh, that was awesome. I don't even know how to describe it. It was just knowing that your players 
think you're doing a good job and that they like you. Uh, it's such a good feeling. It's better than even winning the award. I didn't even, I don't even know where we placed in the voting for that. Uh, after they wrote that article, I kind of just didn't even care anymore. I know Russ and I were uh, DMing each other about it. Uh, Russ was the other GM for those that don't know. Um, and he was like, man, we did it. And I was like, I know, dude, <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> and we were, I don't know, it was, it was an awesome article. I really appreciate those guys for doing that. So did having that kind of connection make it harder for you to step down when you decided to take another GM position or was that something you kind of knew was going to happen? Uh, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. <laughs> I knew it was coming uh, even from the beginning of that season, like before, before week one of the, of last season, I knew that I w- it was my last season in Minnesota. We just didn't tell anyone that Russ knew that too. Uh, but we just kept it to ourselves for a while. And, uh, I don't know. It, it really, even though I knew it was coming, it was still, still really hard to step down from the team that I've called my sim league home for over a year now in real life. (laughs) Uh, and I, I don't know. It's, it's stupid because I'm still there all the time. I can still talk as much as I want. I'm still in the war room. Nothing has really changed really, but I don't know. It was just, uh, it was kind of emotional. I don't know. I talked to other guys that stepped down from Minnesota and they said they felt the same way when they stepped down. So at least I'm not alone in that feeling. (laughs) So what was it that drew you to the Chicago position? Was there something specific or was it just a job that became available? Well, I'm on the, I've been a member. I've been a player on Chicago ever since I was drafted to the ISFL. Um, I was called up after two seasons in the DSFL and I've been with them my whole player career. Uh, So I don't know if I was really drawn to them, but uh, I remember even before I had, I think possibly before I had even made it to the Minnesota war room, uh, Muford, the guy that I replaced in Chicago, uh, he was joking even way back then about how I was going to take over for him eventually. (laughs) Um, And I thought it was a joke, but now if you ask him about it, he'll say that he, it was never a joke. Even back then (laughs) he would have given the job to me if I wanted it. (laughs) Um, And I don't know. I really like Bailey. He's the other GM in Minnesota or, uh, Chicago. So it's really cool to get to work with him. And, uh, yeah, I wasn't really drawn to it. It was more of just a perfect situation that I fell into. That makes sense. So what has been different between the GM position in the DSFL and the GM position at the ISFL? Um, I feel like there's a lot of difference and, but in some ways, but then in others, it's kind of really similar. It's, it's all about like building your locker room really whether it's DSFL or ISFL. DSFL, I think the locker room is a little more important and it's also a little harder to build. Um, but I think the main differences are in the ISFL, you got to worry about salary cap. You got to worry about your players leaving you potentially if you're if they're not happy with their roles. Um, thankfully, because we knew that I was going to take over in Chicago for a full season at least, I was kind of already transitioning into the role uh, while I was in my last season in Minnesota. Um, so I was talking trades a lot. I was ta- I was helping with the salary cap a lot, planning out our budget for the upcoming season, deciding who we were going to target in free agency and 
stuff like that. So at least I'm not going in completely blind, you know? Uh, yeah, a little bit of training. Right. That's basically what it was. It was a little overwhelming, though. I was almost like a dual GM for a season. <laughs> so I'm happy well, that part of it's that over. And, and then you had an active player as well, right? Yep, that too. <laughs> So what's been the most surprising aspect that you found about being a GM? Was there anything that you weren't expecting that just kind of surprised you with the position? Hmm. That one's kind of tough. I think that the hardest thing, one of the hardest things in the DSFL especially, uh, I haven't had this problem in the ISFL yet, but I'm still pretty fresh. Uh, a big part of the DSFL um, that I wasn't expecting was making sure your war room has jobs. <laughs> like, uh, I don't want them to be bored, you know, but there's only so much that a war room member can do, especially in the DSFL. It's basically just scouting. That's almost all they can do. And then weigh in on decisions. Like if a GM contacts you and they're like, Hey, what do you think about trading this guy for this pick? And then obviously you go to the war room and you're like, Hey, what do you guys think about this? But <clears throat> it's just kind of hard to divvy up the work, especially with smaller draft classes everyone only gets like four prospects to scout you know um I th yeah i think that's the part that was the most surprising to me uh was just trying to find work for everyone keep everyone involved yeah i'm not even sure how many active players <clears throat> i had with my draft class yeah i'm it not sure like it, was, uh, it I, didn't seem like it was a very big one here i'll look real quick on the tracker actually uh your s29 Looks like there are 57 total in 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Uh, so 45-ish active players in your class. That's just a yeah. off the top guess. I'm not looking too far into it. Definitely way smaller than what your draft class was. <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm so glad I didn't have to worry about a 271-person class <laughs> as a GM. <laughs> Well, by my count, you got, what, one more season before you guys uh, do another Reddit class? Uh, yeah, hopefully this one goes a little better than the last one. I don't know if you've heard much about the last one, the S28 class. Yeah, a little bit. When I had uh, Kotasa on, he talked a little bit about some of the issues that happened with the Reddit post. Yeah, I'm on the recruitment team, so uh, I was definitely upset about that, at least as upset as GMs were. Uh, we were expecting a huge class fill all our spots and yeah it was just a perfect storm of issues that day the reddit post got deleted by a mod that wasn't aware that we had permission to post and then there was also i want to say there was some kind of relatively big news on r slash nfl that was kind of taken taken up a lot of the traffic and also another big reason was that was the day of the capital riots so yeah. people were not super worried about the nfl that day <laughs> Nobody, nobody paying attention to what's going on outside of, you know, the big news in the world. Exactly. So this, this upcoming one, uh, we hopefully it'll do better, but also this class, we're trying to make up for that a uh, little bit of a flop in the NFL class by coming up with some more unique ideas, uh, that people haven't tried before in recruiting. I won't get too in depth on it. I don't know how much I'm allowed to talk about, but, uh, we definitely hope that this next class will be bigger and we have um, we have some plans on how to make that happen. Yeah, I definitely don't want you to say anything that's going to get you in trouble. Right. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate the uh, 
the information that you do share. For sure. So I asked you about what your most surprising aspect was about being a GM, but what's been the most enjoyable thing about it? Uh, I think definitely just getting to know. Uh, I really enjoy scouting, so I like getting to know all the new prospects. Uh, DSFL scouting, oh, man, it's so much more fun than ISFL scouting. <laughs> it's far and away more fun than ISFL because they're fresh. You get to teach them about the league. Um, that was always my favorite thing, just kind of acting like an extra rookie mentor. Um, as an ISFL GM, you don't get that. Pretty much everyone already knows what they're doing. And on top of that, you probably, most teams have uh, people from DSFL war rooms that already know the guys. So you don't even have to scout them like that in depth if you don't want to, because you already had like, uh, for example, Chicago for the last several seasons before I was a GM, they had me who's a DSFL GM. So I know a lot of the prospects coming up. And then they also have Mag, uh, Mag Lubiet or however you say his name. I've never actually asked him how to pronounce that, even though we've known each other forever. <laughs> um, he was London's GM for a long time. So between the two of us, we pretty much had uh, had a good idea of all the prospects in the league. So the ISFL GMs didn't really get to scout him as much and have as much fun. So I think scouting is the most enjoyable thing to me, um, at least so far it has been. Maybe ISFL GMing will open up a new can of worms that I really enjoy. We'll see. Yeah, I know getting I can imagine getting to know the new prospects coming in and if you enjoy helping people out like that, I imagine that becomes uh a very fun part of the job. So you mentioned you're playing in Chicago as well as being the GM of Chicago. What do you guys need to do to take it all this season? Uh I think what it's gonna come down to is getting our uh younger players, our call ups, uh really earning hard because last season felt like our season. Um, we were among the highest TPE in the, I think we had far and away the highest total TPE in the league. Um, obviously total TPE isn't the whole story. There's more to it than that, but uh, we had several key players regress this season, like our quarterback, uh, our starting running back and our uh, starting corner. The corner is not as big of a deal because uh, I, me and him have basically traded places. I was right behind him, and now he's right behind me. Uh, so I think that I think we just need to get our young guys really on track with earning. And actually, I don't think I really even have to do anything. They've been great. Uh, guys I'm talking about are um, Vorsch, who's a corner. He's replacing Oles this season, Oles, whatever. Uh, Madison Hayes seven uh he's a running back from minnesota he's a max earner he's great he's always earned his butt off um and then sparky uh mike hunt is his player name uh he's a wide receiver and he's (laughs) taken over for the legendary sean o'leary the uh greatest player in chicago butchers history so no pressure there uh um i think that if they can earn and just try to get up to a to a respectable amount of TPE. I think that that'll go a long way in helping us get to the get to the promised land. <laughs> hmm. So, as a rookie to the simulation league, I'm fairly new with kind of how everything works. What's a 
What's a typical game day like for a GM? Um, in the DSFL, we'll go with DSFL since I uh, technically haven't, I guess, been a GM of the ISFL dur- or in a in the ISFL during a game day. But in the DSFL with the Ducks, we really just try to get all get everyone in. Uh, back whenever I was a player, we used to all jump in voice chat for the games. It was really fun, uh, but there was also a lot more of us. So uh, I think that's part of the reason that kind of that tradition died off. But we just try to get everyone riled up, get everyone uh, maybe to come watch the game. Or if they can't do that, just give them updates and uh, a lot of quacks being thrown around, a lot of duck emotes being thrown around. <laughs> uh, just trying to get everyone hyped for the games, you know. Uh, there's not much to do as a GM besides that. Uh, the strats, the depth charts and strategies, uh, they get submitted. We have to submit those the night before or maybe two nights before. Uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's the night before, usually at 8 p.m. So uh-huh. you mentioned the strategies. Um, what does that consist of? Is that I know each team has a specific way they like to call their plays. It seems like everybody has different packages, mm-hmm. things like that. How do you guys? How are plays called uh, in the simulation? We don't get to call anything during the sim, but we uh, we submit a spreadsheet that has the formations that we want to use, uh, and it also has like run pass ratios for like. Uh, it, what it is is it shows you all these situations like first what what do you want to do on first and long what do you want to do on first and short second short second long etc and you tell it what formation you want to run in that situation and how often you want to pass it versus run it in that situation and then you hope that the so you... sim actually does what you want it to do <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are putting together a full like game plan and submitting it and with different ratios basically to call plays. Now, is that something you guys change per game or is that just kind of something that's once you have a, a set plan for the team, that's kind of what it is. Kind of some teams change it a lot. uh, If they have a lot of people that are SIM testing, Uh, I'll say that in, before you showed up, uh, we had an older sim, Draft Day Sports Pro Football 2016. And that one, it had been min-maxed to the fullest. Everyone had auto-clickers and uh, scripts that would compile game data. And it'd show you your... You could run a 1,000 sims in just a couple minutes and find out your win percentage. So the idea was you put in <laughs> some strats, then you sim it a thousand times, write down your win percentage in a spreadsheet or wherever, then try a new strat and just do that as long as you want until you find the one that does the best. <laughs> um, with 21, that's out the door. Thank God. I hated sim testing. <laughs> I was good at it. Uh, me and Mag <laughs> were Chicago's sim testers, and uh, he's known for being a sim testing god, but we've both retired from that profession now that the new sim is out because... There's no more auto-clicking. Uh, there's no more scripts that compile your data. It's all uh, sim however many games you want by hand and then write down your win percentage. Write down every game if you won and lost and then calculate your win percentage. <laughs> it's much more painstaking, much more painful. Um, so not as many people do it. So the teams that do have people that sim test, they're obviously going to change their strats more because they're going to 
find what works the best each week. Um, other teams like Chicago last season, not so much this season, but Chicago last season, we kind of just, we thought it would be fun to just kind of treat it like actual football. Like, Oh, first and short, that's probably a passing down. Let's just go for a deep shot, like that type of thing. And we kind of just rolled with it as long as it worked. And once, once we had like a three game skid or something, we'd switch stuff up uh, depending on what we were seeing in the sim. Maybe not the best way to do things, but that's kind of how I wish it was. Uh, I wish that you could just watch <laughs> the game and see. Oh, looks like our uh, looks like we were running the ball really well, but we didn't run it very often. Let's just run it more and keep doing more of that. But that's not exactly how it works. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, that's that's basically the idea between or behind setting your strats up, or at least how Chicago does it. Um, we do have someone sim testing this season, though, so that'll be nice. <laughs> so on game days, when they run the sims, is it just what's streamed on YouTube, or is there, you know, multiple sims ran and just kind of an uh, average? That'd done, be a or? cool way to do it. Actually, I get. I guess that would take more of the magic out of it, though. Uh, it would take out the upsets. Uh, what they do is, they actually let the GMs sit in on a game, like one or two games a season, just to so that we can see the process and know exactly what they're doing. Um, they, they just run one sim for each team. Uh, I think all you do is you just sim a week. They, they input all the strats, all the depth chart changes. Um, the updaters update all the players and then they simulate the week and then you can go watch all the games from that week. And I think that's how they do it. Uh, I don't, I haven't dove into uh, the new sim 21 as far as i did in 16 but i'm pretty sure that's how it's done so it's just one sim which i think is good because that would mean that there's more upsets you know oh yeah that's you get the almost keeping it realistic with the mm -hmm. you know real football you got the anything can happen yep. in the one game as one of the top teams in the league though i i almost do wish that we just did 100 sims and averaged them <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it definitely benefits right. <laughs> if you're one of the better teams right now. So what's next for you? Are you content being a GM, or do you have future aspirations to try to move on to something uh, else? I think league? I'm okay with being a GM. You can you can still hold jobs as a GM. Uh, I'm actually applying for one right now. Uh, I'm not. I have no idea if I'm getting it or not, so don't ask that. But I'm applying for DSFL Awards Committee <laughs> head. Uh, I've been on the ISFL Awards Committee for like four or five seasons now. Um, and I kind of just, uh, I, GMs aren't allowed to be on the committee. So now I can't be on the committee anymore. And I kind of want to stay like, I kind of want to still have a part in the committee. So I think that DSFL would be good. And also another bonus to that is that I'm no longer part of the DSFL anymore now that I've moved up to mm -hmm. Chicago and I kind of want to keep ties with the DSFL because the, don't tell my team this, but the DSFL is better than the ISFL. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure nobody's right. going to listen to this podcast, so you're you're, nice. you're secret safe there. Um, so what what is that position uh, entail? So every season towards the end of the year, uh, the heads. I, I I don't know how the DSFL works. I'm assuming it's nearly the same as ISFL. I was never on the DSFL committee, but uh, every at the end of every season, the heads, which are Billy Bolo and Arks. Um, they just ping 
all they go around actually and ask all the GMs like, hey, who's your rep? Who's your rep? Get everyone in the awards server, and then they ping all of us and they say, hey, initial ballots. Uh, go to this Google form and tell us who you think should be on on the ballot. And then after that, there's usually like eight to I don't know six to nine players for each award, and the committee. Uh, which is one player from every team, the committee has to help narrow it down to five to send to the official ballot that the GMs vote on. Uh, so that's that's what I would be doing if I got the job, except in the DSFL rather than the ISFL. Okay. But yeah, I don't... Sorry. So I, know you mentioned... I, I don't think I'm going to no. try to go for go like head office or anything, if that's what you were wondering. I, and I think I'm going to be a GM for quite a while. Uh, I don't think it takes too much of my time. My girlfriend would disagree with that, but uh, I think that <laughs> I think I spend a not unhealthy amount of time in the league, and it's a really fun and unique hobby. Uh, so I think until I have like a large life change, like I don't know, maybe having a kid will mean that I have to spend less time here. Uh, I think until something like that happens, I plan on being a GM, unless I have some huge scandal where I'm forced to step down. <laughs> Let's not uh, yeah. let's not take that route. <laughs> I know you mentioned, uh, you know, the simming in Madden and doing things like that. That's basically the same thing that drew me into the league was when I discovered what this was and I started started reading more about it. I I was just drawn to it for that mm-hmm. exact reason. That's that's basically how I play Madden. That's how how I my preferred way to play Madden almost after. And you, know, you can only play so many games in a row before things For start sure. to become competitive. <laughs> so that the simming, the the seasons, and things like that is what drew me here. So I definitely mm-hmm. understand that part. So I know you mentioned that you had some questions of your own. So I'm going to go ahead and turn the floor over to you and let you. All right. Yeah, I don't have too many. Had. Just a few. I was curious about uh, about the draft for you. Your DS. Your first draft in the league or in any sim league, I guess. Uh, Do you enjoy the draft experience? Oh yeah. The draft experience was awesome. It was for me, this was like, like you mentioned, this was my first sim league ever. So it was something unique, something I had never, never (laughs) experienced before. And it uh, just coming through the whole recruitment or not recruitment, but scouting process, dealing with all the different teams was awesome. Uh, being able to meet the different personalities throughout the locker right. rooms. Uh, I talked to six teams out of the eight. Um, so it was nice just to get to know the different people and see kind of how the different locker rooms mm-hmm. worked. Um, leading up to it, the prospect bowl was fantastic. That was where I think the league really hooked me. I'm um, actually right. getting to see my player. I think that's really interesting. Getting uh, there, I've noticed you know, a lot of people, a lot of the like, really good prospects in the league, which you are one of them. Uh, they're always super hyped for the prospect bowl and they get real involved. I did not have that for some reason. I just didn't even care about the prospect bowl whenever I was a player. <laughs> yeah. I just, I wasn't sure what to expect. And I'm like, you know, this sounds like reading it and going through everything. I'm like, this sounds like something mm-hmm. I'm really going to enjoy. But I guess you don't know for sure until you actually see a game and you see what what you're working right. towards and what you it's all dis- about. You find so, out if you 
seeing you that find out if you ball. are going to enjoy watching dots play football. <laughs> oh yeah, seeing the prospect bowl and just kind of watching that whole experience, I was like, "Yep, okay, this is definitely what I thought it was going to be." I'm, That's awesome. I'm all in for this. That's great that you uh, that you got hooked so easily by that. Um, maybe we need to try to make more, uh, make it more of a presentation. I don't know the prospect bowl um, to try to have other people have that experience. Uh, do you want to put those two teams that didn't draft you on blast or uh, scout you? Uh, I mean, I guess at this point I'm, I'm already drafted, so I don't mind mentioning. Um, I did not hear from KCC or uh, I believe it's gotcha. Norfolk. Yep. I can Is tell you exactly why the they didn't talk teams? to you. It's because of those dirty Scotsmen they have that are running the teams. <laughs> the uh, Frazzle is uh, one of the KCC GMs, and uh, Connor is one of the Norfolk GMs, and they're both. Uh, they got recruited in the S twenty five class, and they're both. They know each other in real life, uh, along with two other people in the league. One of them I'm pretty good friends with, uh, G Roy Lincolns. Um, no, I, I like them. Uh, that's that's weird that they didn't that you didn't hear from them. Uh, I know everyone tries to scout every team tries to scout just about every prospect, uh, barring some, uh, strange cases, but I don't, yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't have scouted you. That's their loss. Yeah. I didn't hear from, I didn't hear from them. And I had a, a different scouting experience with the, mm-hmm. the six teams that I did talk to, but, um, overall I ended up getting drafted by, one of the three teams that I was nice. hoping Happy called my name that. on draft I, day. So. I know we were very disappointed that <laughs> you didn't land in Minnesota, but as long as you're happy with your team, then whatever. Yeah, Minnesota was one of the other teams that I, you know, mm-hmm. was definitely hoping to hear from. But uh, like I said, I had three teams on draft day that I was hoping. I was like, all right, these these three teams, I'm going to be, you know, happy if these are the teams that call my name, but. Uh, like I told other people too, I was I was just excited right. to kind of be taking part in this. So even if I didn't get drafted by one of those three teams, I was just kind of exci- I was excited for the season to start and excited to just get drafted and get to a team and mm-hmm. for sure I got you know, you. get the season going. Um, okay, so if you could change one thing about uh, the draft experience, whether it's like uh, more more pre-draft games or changing something about how scouting works or anything like that, what would it be? If I could say something that I would change just after going through it, uh, would be the downtime in between. And I know mm-hmm. I created kind of late. Um, it sounded like, so I couldn't imagine if I was one of yeah. the people that had created There's earlier than yeah. I did. Um, the wait Sorry. between... Yeah, the wait between actually getting uh, getting to do something aside right. from creating your player page. Um, I was super interested, so oh, I burned yeah. <laughs> through the, all the tasks that I could within the first couple of days, and then it was like, okay, after three days Just in the waiting. league, it was, yeah. there was Maybe literally there nothing to do. more off-season tasks. Which, or, I don't know. They don't like adding new tasks because uh, the TPE record is like a very sacred thing to a lot of people, so they don't want to add more ways to get TPE. So then everyone's going to be breaking the the record for highest TPE every season. But 
yeah, maybe they're definitely, I, I agree. There is a lot of downtime. And uh, as a GM, I almost wish we could just make the draft happen faster. But uh, as you and most people know, the draft happens behind closed doors several days before the draft actually streams. Um, and I think that it has to be the way it is so that they can make draft cards for people. And also just because we don't know how big the class is going to be until till the day the draft starts. But yeah, I agree there's a lot of downtime. I feel like there should be something done about that. See, what, I mean, I know I'm, I haven't even experienced a season yet, so I, I'm not sure what it's going to be like. But as far as, like, it almost seems like it would be worth moving some of the ISFL mm-hmm. events up. So even if your player's not involved, yeah, there's at least something true. going on with the league. Because at that point, the mm-hmm. ISFL is already drafted. You know, there's the, you get your guys' events for the ISFL could be running in between just something to keep my, you know, players interested. I know for me, I was, even if it wasn't my player, like as soon as there was something going on, I was like, oh, awesome. There's, you know, the league's doing something. Did you create in time for the the league game night thing? (laughs) The game night thing? I don't don't know what they did this season, but uh, (laughs) every offseason there's like one or two days. Uh, to fill the gaps to keep people interested where they like play Jackbox games or something like anyone from the league can join. Uh, I, I gotcha. I didn't see yeah. any of that. If, if yeah, I maybe, time maybe that, that's I didn't uh, see any of that. something you missed just from creating late or something. I don't know. Uh, maybe they can do more of those to, to fill the gaps, I guess. I don't know, but something more league related, I think would be good too. That's where the, being scouted right. by the different teams helped out though with the the different locker rooms definitely made it um mm-hmm. you know made the downtime bearable got to make friends with different people and play around right. on some of the bot games for and, sure um so what are your expectations for your player this season or or for you as a user i don't know if you have like goals for yourself outside of your player but yeah expectations for this season Oh, I will actually answer that in both parts because I have nice. goals both for myself and for my player. Um, for myself, I want to, I guess, get a handle on the league, which I think I'm mm-hmm. starting to starting to get there. Um, but I want to get involved as much as I can. I got drafted Ooh. by London. Um, I want to be involved with their <laughs> with their war room as much as I can and just do my goal is eventually to put myself in a position to be in a war room or, you know, be available for a GM Mm -hmm. role when one comes available. I know there's a lot of people that have that same aspiration. So, you know, it's a long waiting list, but um, I just kind of want to get, start getting experience towards that. So personally for me, it's just helping out where I can and Mm -hmm. starting to experience that side of the league. Um, And then for my player, I've basically been trying to earn, max earn tpe every week um the ultimate task i didn't quite max earn there was a couple questions on there i just didn't know how to answer with this being my first sim league i was just I a little unsure of how to answer some of those um but moving forward i plan to max earn so i just want to put my player in a position to be as skilled as possible and make a difference on the field um from what i've seen I know you're, you've got your 
gray duck roots over there. But from what I've seen, London has put together a pretty strong defense for this season. Um, looking forward to being a part of that and hoping that it can make a difference and put London in a position to I got you. win a championship yeah. this year. Uh, so. Now that I'm not the Minnesota GM, I think I can now publicly say that London is a great team. <laughs> I do really like London. Uh, <laughs> Mag, I really like Mag. He's in my war room in Chicago. He's Maybe he should be GM instead of me. He's better than me at everything. But uh, <laughs> uh, he's I'm sure he's still really active over there. He's uh, awesome. Ever since he took over, I think my opinion of London has started to move. And now Katarn, I love him. He's awesome. And Slate's cool too. I don't know him quite as well, but uh, London has a really awesome culture and a very successful team, unfortunately, for my Grey Ducks. They've knocked it. They've broke my heart so many times. <laughs> the guys at the top definitely uh, seem to know what they're doing mm-hmm. to keep the locker room involved definitely. and thriving over there. So, um, okay. So, I think my last question for you is what's your way too early prediction for where you're going to go in the ISFL draft? Uh, like round wise and uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you have a team that you're just going to guess might take you. Uh, Round-wise, that's a tough one. I wasn't sure what to even expect with the DSFL draft. Um, I came in, and when the mock drafts came out, I wasn't listed mm-hmm. on any of the mock drafts at all. So I was like, okay, I'm not, not really sure what to expect come draft night. Um, I was pretty surprised to go as early as I did mm-hmm. for the I think DSFL you were draft. Reaching. I think you should have filled so... one more spot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just what, what was the team? Uh, I don't even picking remember. Picking up that, that no next idea. spot. <laughs> um, I'm sure, sure uh, it's I, not, I not a so. team that you would, had roots. That to. would almost sound like tampering for me, and I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, round wise, I'm I'm not sure. I if I continue to earn like I am, I guess I would be expecting to go semi early again but then again Mm -hmm. i've never experienced any of this so that's one thing just kind of a one prediction with no basis i'll say that i think you're gonna be a pretty early pick too i'm guessing first or second round i don't think you would make it out of the second if you keep your trajectory that you're on now um one thing that you might not maybe you have realized this but uh recreates go way lower in the dsfl than they do in the isfl uh, so, uh, the season before you, Bush Goose, uh, Infinite, he's one of the best users in the entire league. He's got, he's the richest user in the league. He has like six or 700 mil. Um, and he's got multiple Hall of Fame players, I think, and just long time person, awesome person. He went like <laughs> in the second or third to last round in his draft in the DSFL. And that's because he wanted to be called up immediately. So, a lot of recreates don't get taken. Um, early in the DSFL draft, and then they go way earlier in the ISFL draft. So that impacts uh, that uh, new users' draft stock in the ISFL draft. But uh, some teams prefer new users more. They're usually more enthusiastic, uh, more active in the locker room a lot of the time. So, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a crapshoot. We'll see where you go. <laughs> when you recreate, you... Uh... Yep, your bank you stays cash, uh, right? 
you just lose all your TPE, obviously. Oh man, that would be insane if he already had 600 million and he's one season in. <laughs> <laughs> and then I know you mentioned team wise. Uh, team wise, I have no idea. I've uh, the only teams I guess that I know for sure that I've had interaction with would be multiple members in Chicago. We have a lot of, with, uh, have a lot of gray duck presence in Chicago. Then, <laughs> um. I've had uh, a lot mm-hmm. with Oko too, I guess. Um, that'd be the only two, I guess, two teams that I know for sure that I've interacted with right. even members of. So I guess that, that would be the only only two yeah. right now, way too early predictions, being as I right. haven't spoken I to anybody in any of the other teams. attempt so. at a guess would be centered around uh, uh, war room members of the ISFO of – teams you've interacted with in the DSFL, so like me in Chicago or uh, I don't know, L- London has uh, ABH who's in Sarasota, I think, maybe. I don't know if you've talked to him much or how active he even is over there. But And then MAG, I guess, in Chicago. Katarn in uh, Colorado. I don't know. Yeah, I figured it would just be... Uh, I-, I think your guess is about what I expected, just going off of your DSFL interactions. Yeah, there's outside of right. that, there's definitely no way to make any kind of prediction there. Maybe it's, it'll be a team you haven't even had any interaction until I talk with so to, far. Yeah, until I exactly. talk to a team, that's that's, uh, all, that's all the is. questions I have for you. I don't know if you have more for me or if you wanted to end it here or what. Uh, I do actually. I have uh, just a couple more questions for you. I've been ending every segment anytime I have somebody yeah. on with me with these. Uh, do you I'm consider a yourself a gamer? gamer? I'm among the best of the best. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, you, actually, literally playing? right now as we speak, I've been playing RuneScape this whole time. <laughs> uh, just doing some <laughs> AFK stuff that I don't need to pay attention to while we're doing this. Um, grinding some fishing trawler right now. <laughs> trying to get my classic. last piece of angler. I don't know if you know anything about RuneScape. But... <laughs> um, I've played RuneScape. Uh, That's what most people say. Years yeah. <laughs> and years ago, I have haven't right. Didn't even know it was. Yeah, still they made a, until you they said it right now. Kind of so. ruined the game a while back, like several years ago. And then in 2014, they made a new version of RuneScape, which is an old version of RuneScape. They basically re-released RuneScape, but from uh, an update from 2007, so it looks exactly like it did back in the day. Um, other than RuneScape, uh, I was playing Phasmophobia last night. I like hopping on that with the boys every once in a while. It's hilarious. I play uh, with Some Say or Reaper, as other people might know him. Uh, I play with him the most. Uh, last night, Voiceless was playing with us. Crody, the GM in Minnesota, he's hilarious to play with because he plays in VR, and none of us do, and it's just hilarious watching him and uh, <laughs> seeing him get scared and seeing his movements. Um uh, you yeah, should I'm look it up. Sure it's awesome. It's, is, a, but... it's like a horror game, a multiplayer horror game. You uh, get a crew of up to four people um, of your friends, or you can do public lobbies too. And then you um, go into a house and uh, try to figure out what ghost is hunt, uh, haunting the house. And the ghost tries to hunt you, and you got to find like uh, 
clues, evidence type thing. Like, uh, oh, it's freezing temperatures in here. So that narrows it down to these five ghosts. And uh, yeah, it's really fun. You should check it out. Yeah, I'll have to. Those are, sounds interesting. Those are the sure. two games I've played the most recently. Uh, Ori. Uh, have you heard of Ori in the Blind Forest or Ori in the Will of the Wisps? Oh, man. Those are. I, I don't like platformers at all, but it's a platformer. And I played that a couple months ago. It was before I moved. Um, and it's probably one of my favorite two games of all time. Uh, it's so sad, but it's so good. And. Oh uh, man, I dev- I'll, I'm not ashamed to admit that I shed a tear at the end of that game, of, or both of those games. It was <laughs> it was rough, but it was worth it. <laughs> That's awesome. What is your favorite uh, game of all time? Probably RuneScape. I think I gotta say RuneScape. I've definitely spent the most hours on it. Um, I, if I wasn't in the middle of a of doing something on there, I would check and tell you. Actually, I'll check. Screw it. <laughs> um oh never mind it won't let me it won't let me exit my thing okay uh other than that i think ori is probably one of my favorite games of all time just I, i'm kind of treating them like a package deal the two games um i don't think a game has ever hit me in the feels that hard before and uh I, surprisingly i liked it even though it ruined me for like a whole day <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. Um, so what? when did you create your first Create Your uh, was, account, I guess? How many, how many years have you, have you been playing this? Um, and I still use the same account from back then. <laughs> um, I remember uh, after school, me and a handful of my friends would, uh, before we went home, we'd go to the playground and play football together, uh, like every day after school. And then one of our friends stopped playing with us and he would go to the computer lab after school every day. And we, we made fun of him called him a nerd and stuff. And uh, we were just lashing out because we had uneven teams for football at that point. So we needed him. <laughs> um, and eventually one day we went in there and we were uh, giving him crap, telling him he was a nerd and he needed to come play with us. And we saw the game he was playing and all of us were like, Oh my God, this looks amazing. And that day forward, we all went to the computer lab every day after school and played RuneScape together. <laughs> and uh, I think I'm the only one that still plays from that group. But uh, my girlfriend plays. Uh, she plays quite a bit, probably as much as I do. Uh, she kind of sucks at it, though, unfortunately. <laughs> That's awesome. It's awesome that she enjoys playing the same, you know, it's not a... Not, right. like, not a game that she I hear started, a lot of people She's the same age as playing, me. And she started so in third awesome grade because she had an older brother that played and introduced her to the game. So you would think she wouldn't be so bad. <laughs> yeah, that was about my experience. Somewhere, somewhere between right. probably fourth, fifth, or sixth grade, I created the RuneScape account and played yep. for a while. And then it's also nice that she uh, kind of stopped playing. Since she plays, she understands. Like, oh. Connor, why have you been staring at this computer for six hours? <laughs> she doesn't ask me that. She knows. <laughs> she understands the grind. <laughs> yep. Exactly. No, knows what you're doing <laughs> and what you have going. So I imagine she she's pretty understanding with the uh, ISFL yeah, at some she, points uh, too, I would imagine. During scouting season. It's not going to be as bad now that I'm only 
in the ISFL. Um, I kind of I I still want to scout in the DSFL, but I'm only going to do it if they need me to help because uh, there's always going to be new war room members and it's fun to scout. So I think that they should get to. So uh, it's not quite as bad now that I'm ISFL, but during scouting season, I spend so much time at my computer looking at spreadsheets, t- having conversations with people. Uh, that's the only time that she kind of is like, okay, what about me? <laughs> um, yeah, she's pretty understanding besides that, though. She, I, I was talking with uh, someone the other day. Um, she used to, I don't know, we have a joke that she, I don't think she actually thought this, but she used to see me like laughing at my phone uh, while I was looking at Discord. And I think most girls would probably think like, oh my God, is he cheating on me? But she told me that uh, not to worry because she understands I'm just flirting with dudes on in, fake, in a fake football league, <laughs> which is pretty accurate. I got to give it to her. Yeah, I got to, my fiance is pretty understanding with that. I've, I haven't played in any of these simulation leagues, but I came from. Uh, I like to play a lot of mobile, like um, I gotcha, like MMO games, uh, like warfare style games. I played um, a game called Invasion and a game called uh, War and Peace, which is kind of like war style based games. Um, but we use Discord or uh, Line mm-hmm. Chat to communicate, kind of the same thing, you know have the, the full guild set up and everybody chatting and messages coming in from For sure. all yeah, different the people. All different like the, I had a discord account and I used it sparingly just to talk to like a couple of my friends that I, uh, that were in the Marines that I've played games with, but I never really dove into servers or anything. So the ISFL was like my first, uh, experience with an actual real server. I guess that's the same way I am. I've used it used it as just just chatting um, or keeping mm-hmm. like a private chat for certain members of the guild, but never I hadn't explored any bots or dove into any anything else that you can do with the server until I started hanging out in the right. locker room of the DSFL. And then now I'm sure I'm driving everybody crazy with all my uh, no. questions. I'm about sure you're not bothering anyone. It. The only thing that's bothering me is that every, you're passing me and counting in every, in Minnesota. I was the I was the king for so oh, yeah, long, and now all back. you guys have passed me. Oh my god, I'm number five. Oh yeah, I'm I'm number two. Oh, I'm number two right now. Unless painted as passed, oh, there's a since chance we've been on this podcast. Uh, but no. I was number two. I don't think he passed you. When this podcast uh, but he's started. close to you. He's only uh, twenty behind you ish. <laughs> uh, I'm currently on the top ten in oh, three man. teams' locker rooms, so I'm gonna. I plan on maintaining until... that status. I'm challenging my current GM for <laughs> Countmaster. Up in the until league. a week ago, I was number one in counting in Minnesota for probably six months, and now I'm number five. I don't know what to think. Well, I would say I probably yeah, had you quite definitely a bit helped to do everyone with that, uh, being do... with uh, yep with Shrub and everybody get going yep. there. We started quite a few trains, but. Now, unfortunately, with him being my partner, yeah. it's kind of hard to catch <laughs> right. him when he's the only person ahead of me. Part- so I've been trying I to negotiate with anybody here. that's in that Minnesota County server. I, we we could start yeah, a trade with anybody you say that earlier. Show, who wants to go. I'll help you catch up. Yeah, it's, so it's time to 
time to take the lead. I'm gonna I'm going for the top spot and well, all the good luck. You're 304 away from Shrub. Uh, he doesn't seem to be slowing down at all. So, right. Yeah, I keep helping to get further and further ahead too. So that's not hurting me at all. Right on, man. Sure I really too. enjoyed this conversation. I appreciate you taking time out of your day. I appreciate you having me on. It's been fun. Chat with me. Of course, if you're ever interested in coming back nice. on, we'll, we'll wait a little while until we have episode. more stuff to talk about. But I'm definitely down to come back. Sounds great. I appreciate the time he gave the show. He was awesome. I found that conversation to be very informative. Now, continuing our draft coverage, we have a second round recap. With the ninth overall pick, Norfolk selected running back Dante King. With the tenth overall pick, Bondi Beach selected tight end Chevy Bronco. With the 11th overall pick, London selected defensive end Lucid Dreams. With the 12th overall pick, Minnesota selected linebacker David Frank. With the 13th overall pick, Tijuana selected linebacker Marcus Jones. With the 14th overall pick, Portland selected cornerback Lip Gallagher. With the 15th overall pick, Kansas City selected wide receiver Quentin Crash. And with the 16th overall pick, the final selection of the second round, Dallas selects safety Charity Beaver. That's it, guys. That's the show. Thanks for hanging out with us. And as always, I appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen. On next week's show, I have great guests lined up as well as a breakdown of the first week of DSFL games and our first four ISFL games of the season. If you enjoyed the show, rate, follow, review, and join our world. Yeah.